Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Biology, a weekly podcast where I, Ames, attempt to answer obscure biology questions we've all found ourselves Googling at 3 a.m. If you didn't already know, today, the 22nd of April, is Earth Day. In honor of that, I thought I'd talk a little bit more about the Earth, more specifically why it's blue and if it's always been this way. The Earth has been blue for over 4 billion years because of the liquid water on its surface. This fact is as irrefutable as existence itself, a tale older than time. But has this always been the case? First, let's see why the Earth even is blue. There's only one known planet with permanent bodies of liquid water at its surface, ours. The Earth has almost always been blue because it's neither too warm nor too cold so water is allowed to exist in a largely liquid form. This incredible characteristic is due to the interactions of the water cycle with plate tectonics and the greenhouse effect, as well as the configuration of the solar system. Today, Earth's average surface temperature is just about 15 degrees Celsius, colder than Venus at 465 degrees Celsius, and warmer than Mars at minus 60 degrees Celsius on average. On Earth, At sea level, water freezes below 0 degrees Celsius and boils at 100 degrees Celsius. Earth's surface is thus kept within a temperature range that might seem large to us, but is actually fairly narrow when compared with other planets, and has remained this way for billions of years. The first known minerals on Earth bear the chemical signature of interactions with liquid water. Thus, Earth may have been blue for almost 4.4 billion years. Interactions between sunlight, albedo, and greenhouse gases have maintained a fairly constant energy balance since the first oceans appeared on Earth. The albedo of a surface is how much it reflects solar radiation away. Finally, the shade of blue that the Earth's water appears varies based on how deep the water is. It is a fairly common notion that the oceans are blue because the sky is blue, and water reflects the skies. This isn't completely false. The sky is blue because our atmosphere is more efficient at scattering blue light because it is of a shorter wavelength than, say, red light, which is of a longer wavelength. The ocean is made up of water molecules, and water, like any other molecules, preferentially absorbs certain wavelengths of light. The easiest wavelengths for water to absorb are infrared, ultraviolet, and red light. This means that if you head down even to an average depth in the ocean, you won't experience much warming from the sun, and you'll be protected from the UV radiation. Things will start to turn blue as the red light is taken away from you. If you go down a little deeper, the oranges will go away too. After that, the yellows, greens, and violets all start to get taken away. As we head down to the depth of a multiple kilometers, the blue light will disappear as well even though it's the last to do so. So far, we know that the Earth has been blue for more than 4 billion years. But there have been rare exceptions when it got too cold and turned into a kind of white snowball. Research even suggests that the blue planet we now know was actually red and black in its early days. When the Earth first formed 4.4 billion years ago, it was probably too hot for water to be liquid at the surface. 
but even if there had been oceans, they would almost certainly have vaporized upon the giant impact between a quite young Earth and a planetary body which melted the surface of our planet and formed the moon. As the Earth's surface slowly cooled and solidified after the impact, it was likely covered in dark basaltic rocks with neither life nor water. Cooling magmas release elements such as hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon, as gas-containing molecules such as water, carbon dioxide, and methane. The first oceans may therefore have formed relatively quickly after the impact. But this is not to say that the earliest life on Earth would also have been red or black or white or even blue. Scientists claim that the earliest life on Earth might have been just as purple as it is green today. Ancient microbes might have used a molecule other than chlorophyll to harness the sun's rays, one that gave the organisms a violet hue. According to research from NASA, Earth may have actually been purple for the first 2 billion years of its existence. Early life forms on Earth may have been able to generate metabolic energy from sunlight using a purple pigmented molecule called retinol that possibly predates the evolution of chlorophyll and even photosynthesis. If this molecule, retinol, had evolved on other worlds, it could have created a distinctive biosignature, as it absorbs green light in the same way that vegetation on Earth absorbs red and blue light. The current research postulates that retinol was able to precede chlorophyll as the dominant molecule that allowed organisms to absorb sunlight because it was a relatively simpler molecule, therefore it was more abundant earlier on in the Earth's history. Since retinal pigments absorb green and yellow light and reflect red and blue light, then retinal-based life would appear purple in color. Such a stage is described in Earth's history as a purple Earth. Because retinol is a simpler molecule than chlorophyll, it could be more commonly found in life in the universe, and therefore a green edge in a planet's spectrum could potentially be a biosignature for retinol-based life. A biosignature is any substance such as an element, a chemical compound, an isotope, or even a molecule, or a distinct phenomenon that gives us scientific evidence of a past or present life. Retinal-based phototrophic metabolisms are still prevalent throughout the world, especially in our oceans. They represent one of the most important bioenergetic processes on Earth. But all this apparently changed 2.4 billion years ago, when the level of free oxygen in our atmosphere dramatically increased, precipitating what is now called the Great Oxygenation Event. This was likely brought on by the proliferation of cyanobacteria, which are blue-green algal organisms that are able to photosynthesize and create energy by using chlorophyll, which is a green pigment. But why don't other planets also have a bluish tinge to them? Well, planets like Uranus and Neptune have atmospheres made primarily of hydrogen, helium, and methane. In large enough concentrations, methane is a bit better at absorbing red light and a little bit better at reflecting blue light than other wavelengths, while hydrogen and helium are mostly transparent to all frequencies of visible light. So for the gas giant worlds that are blue, that is due to the color of the skies themselves. Earth, however, has an atmosphere that is thin enough that it cannot be responsible for our planet's coloration.
The sky and ocean aren't blue because of reflections at all. They're both blue, but for different reasons. If you took our oceans away entirely, we'd still have blue skies, and vice versa. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Earth is the only planet with a suitable proximity to the sun to have a concentration of liquid water, which makes it blue. So, was the Earth always blue? Well, for a majority of its existence, it was blue. A few rare exceptions could have been due to weather changes or even the color of the life changing on the planet. That was all I had for this episode. I hope you were able to learn something new. If you have any weird biology questions of your own, you can send them in to bitesizebiologypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you made it all the way to the end, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye!